Hello, and welcome to the Master Key Podcast, where we help you unlock your original design so that you can live in the fullness of your destiny. On today's podcast, Dennis is sharing his foundational apostolic word for 2021 and reminds us to stay apostolically grounded as we hear the prophetic promises God is sharing. For more information and other resources, please visit us at www.masterkey.guide. Well, hello, everyone. I'm speaking to you from Calgary, Alberta, Canada today, and we are in the middle of January 2021. Uh, For those listening at another time, I just want to remind you that we're in the middle of a global pandemic right now. Many, many things are up in the air. People are troubled. Uh, The economy is troubled. It's a very challenging time. So I believe I have a word for this year that I'd like to submit as an encouragement to all of us. A number of years ago, I heard this analogy that James Gall gave about the ministry of the apostle and the prophet. I found it very helpful. James used the illustration of a flagpole and a flag. And he said the apostolic is like a flagpole. It's grounded. It's steadfast. It's unmovable, unshakable. It is dealing a lot with objective truth, and it does not change. It provides a strong foundation for the prophetic and other things. So we need the apostolic to ground us, especially in troubled times like this. And then he likened the prophetic to the actual flag. The flag is in heavenly places. It's moved by the wind of the spirit. It shows us the invisible realm. It's brightly colored. It's dramatic. It's exciting. We all get blessed when we see the colorful flag uh, revealing the invisible movement of the wind of the spirit. But the flag, as the prophetic, needs to be attached to the apostolic, which is the flagpole. If you have a flagpole without a flag, you know what? It's a little bit boring. It just stands there. It's strong. It's unmovable, but sometimes not overly exciting. But when you bring the flag, which is the prophetic, and you attach that to the flagpole, and it catches the wind of the spirit, The apostle and the prophet working together is powerful. If you have a flag without a flagpole, that flag might catch the wind of the spirit for a season. It might be carried into heavenly places and soar up there and we ooh and ah as we see the magnificent color and creativity of God. But within a period of time, as the winds would die down, that flag could actually fall on the ground and be trampled under the feet of men. We have seen this with certain prophets who soared in the heavenlies for a season, but then because they weren't meaningfully aligned and connected with the apostolic, they ended up on the ground and they actually lose their sphere of influence. This, of course, is very sad because we need the prophetic. 
God doesn't do anything without speaking first to his prophets. I want to go on record saying that I have been immeasurably blessed by prophets in my life. Uh, from my early years in ministry, uh, prophets have spoken regularly. Um, they have interpreted dreams and visions for me. They have given direction. They brought cor correction. Uh, we've had the pleasure of being fathered and mothered by different prophets. And I would not be nearly where I am today spiritually if it were not for the voice of the prophets. So we need the prophets. Someone said the apostles need the prophets and the prophets need the apostles and I totally agree with that so when you're in relationship apostolically with the prophetic you have this amazing balance between the word and the spirit between the objective truth that the apostle usually brings and the subjective truth that the prophet brings both are important so I am honoring this word from Jim Gall today. Now, uh, why I'm bringing this up now at the beginning of this year is we have a real conflict going on in the spirit right now between many prophets. Uh, certain prophets have prophesied certain things last year, especially about the US election, the economy, the pandemic, and some of those prophecies may have come to pass, others have not yet come to pass, and others may not ever come to pass. So we have uh, some disagreement, we have some controversy, we have an adversarial conversation going on in the body of Christ with the prophetic voices. Uh, and this isn't unusual, even in the Bible, God's prophets did not always agree with each other. And uh, so we need to discern prophecy. We don't just believe every voice that we hear. We're called to try the spirits and see whether they're from God. So as I mentioned, these are troubled times. I've been in the ministry now over 50 years, and I have never seen a time like this where so many foundations are being shaken beyond measure. We are having problems in the political arena. We are having major problems economically. We are having major problems like never before in the physical realm. I'm speaking about the pandemic and COVID-19. Hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people dying and millions and millions catching it with new strains arising almost every day. On top of all of that, we have a major lockdown in most places around the world. Businesses are closed, schools are closed, at least partially. Um, you know, everything about life as we know it has been drastically affected by the troubled times that we're in. And not the least of our troubles is in the spiritual realm. 
The body of Christ is largely in confusion. There's a lot of division. There's a lack of direction because people can't make decisions. They don't know if they're going to be allowed to go to work. They don't know what their financial future holds. They don't know whether they're going to have a job. They don't know whether they're going to be allowed to even attend church or what's going on. There's just almost no direction. And of course, the word says where there is no vision, the people perish. And I think one of the biggest problems we have right now, especially in the body of Christ, is broken trust. Who do we trust right now? Can we trust the government? Well, there's been a lot of problems and corruption revealed. Can we trust the media? Many, many people, as polls are taken, no longer trust the media. They consider them you know, giving us false information. And then the economy, we can't even trust that tomorrow we'll have a job or that we won't be locked down or that maybe the, um, uh, the vaccines that are given for the pandemic will actually work and bring the results we wanna see. Almost everyone I talk to is having a hard time trusting. We are in a time when all that can be shaken is being shaken. And the Bible talks about those foundations that can be shaken, will be shaken in order that the foundation of God would remain. Now that's my hope for you today in light of all of this negative news is the foundation of God stands sure. And if you are building your house like the wise man on the rock of God's word, you have a confidence that your house will stand. And Jesus said, the winds will blow, the floods will rise up, the rain will fall, and the storms will come. But the man who builds his house on the rock will have his house standing when the storm is over. Others, on the other hand, who build their house on human opinion, what the news says, the economy of this world, or whatever, you may find that with your house being shaken almost every day as it is, that your house has a hard time standing. Now, I love the verse where Paul says, having done all, stand. Having done all, stand. And then he says, stand therefore, having on the whole armor of God. And he talks about the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, and so on. All of these things have been given to us by God to enable us to be strong in these times. So where am I coming from today? I am saying there needs to be a strong apostolic word right now to undergird what's happening in the prophetic realm. We need that flagpole standing there, steadfast, unmovable. And that's what I'm talking to you about today. What is it in your life that's unshakable? What do you know that you know that you know that no one can talk you out of because it's been tried and proven and tested and you've seen that God honors his word and heaven 
and earth might pass away and the mountains might be removed and cast into the sea, but God's word will remain forever. You need that confidence. You need that apostolic foundation. You need that unmovable flagpole that whatever flag you happen to be listening to on YouTube in any given moment does not cause you to swerve off course and go in the ditch on one side of the road or the other. I'm not locating myself today as to which prophetic voices I agree with. You know, there's quite a bit that I can agree with with most bona fide prophets, but there are other things that I see differently. And of course, all of us have to be guided in our consciences by Holy Spirit, and all of us have to decide what we believe Holy Spirit is saying. But I am giving you some unchangeable, unswerving, unalterating truths that remain no matter what season we are in. Here comes another one. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He says, I will keep you in perfect peace if you will keep your mind stayed on me. We see Peter walking on the water, and he did better than any of the other apostles in the boat who were operating in fear. He actually got out of the boat and walked on water. And as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he walked miraculously. He walked in the spirit and he overcame. But when he got his eyes off Jesus and he began to look at the waves and the storm and felt the wind blowing and started coming under circumstances, we see that he began to sink. And then he looked again to Jesus who lifted him up and helped him walk once again. If you get your eyes on the storm, if you get your eyes on the negative words that CNN and CBS and all of them want to fill your ears with, you may have a hard time walking on water. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And what enabled Peter to actually walk on water was the word that Jesus spoke. He said, come. One word to Peter, come, and that was what enabled Peter by faith to walk on the water. You need a word from God. You need a rhema from God, now more than ever. And you know what we see everywhere. Katie and I see this with people we counsel almost every day. We see human opinion and debate going back and forth on the issues and people being anxious and troubled about many things like Martha because they're listening to human opinion and human reasonings when it comes to the issues of life. Our opinions are of very little value to God. A long time ago, I learned that God doesn't put much weight on my opinion about anything. My opinion is from my soul and usually based on circumstances or human reasoning. Bob Jones always used to say that uh, opinions are like armpits. Everyone has them and most of them stink. <laughs> And I believe that's probably a true word. When I hear someone sharing a strong opinion about something, 
it really doesn't carry much weight with me at all. In fact, I will turn it off. I'm interested in hearing the word of God, the rhema word of God. Jesus said, I only say those things I hear my father saying. And Katie and I were talking earlier this week about the confusion going on in the prophetic realm. And she as a prophet said, there's so much chatter. There's so much human opinion. There's so much reasoning going on that it's creating a barrier in the second heaven realm and it's enabling principalities and powers to create this interference that does not allow christians to hear clearly from god they're getting all this static and human interaction in the second heaven realm and it is creating a barrier we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. We need to listen. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. We need to have the mind of Christ. Now, uh, another thing that's happening is all over the world, Christians are awakening to what we call the seven mountain principle. And I firmly believe in this. Many of you would have heard of this. Basically, um, Lorne Cunningham and Bill Bright, two international apostolic leaders, each received a dream many years ago, and they met the next day to share that dream with each other. They, they didn't know that they each received the same dream. And in that dream, they saw seven mountains of influence in every culture. That is family, church government, business, education, media, and arts and entertainment. And they saw that God intended to have influence on all seven mountains, but that the church had largely abdicated their authority and their influence on most of the mountains, except maybe the church and family. Well, it's time for us to reclaim those mountains, and I totally believe in that. But often the first part of the dream is taught, but the second part of the dream is forgotten. There weren't only seven mountains in the dream. At the end of the dream, another huge mountain rose up behind the other seven, the eighth mountain, and it was the mountain of the Lord. It was the kingdom of God arising. And so now what do we have? We have all these Christians excited about the mountain they're on. I talk to business leaders pretty well every day. I talk to political leaders, people on the arts and entertainment mountain. These people are excited about God's assignment for them on those mountains. But you know what? Most of them have gotten so caught up in the politics or the challenges of their particular mountain, they've forgotten all about the kingdom. They've forgotten that the kingdom of God rises up and overshadows and overpowers all of the other seven mountains. So now we have Christians dividing the body of Christ. We've almost got like a civil war where there's this huge debate going on about who should be president and the election and 
corruption and all of this, and they are sharing their opinions back and forth, but who's really hearing what the kingdom of God is declaring about these things? Who is operating according to the kingdom? Paul says, we don't look at the things which are seen which are temporal. We look at the things which are unseen, where the word of God dwells and where the, the kingdom of God operates. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. If you are pursuing your political mountain or your business mountain or your you know, education mountain ahead of the kingdom, you are out of order. You have things out of alignment with God and I'm exhorting you put the kingdom back in its rightful place the kingdom of God is with you uh, and it says thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven this is what will happen if you put the kingdom first you will find yourself seated with Christ far above principalities and powers far above the circumstances of this world, far above the pandemic, far above the earthly economies that are falling, far above the governmental corruption. You will be seated with Christ and you will be on his throne reigning in heavenly places with him. That is my challenge for you apostolically for 2021. Yes, we receive and embrace the prophets, but the prophets need to be aligned with the apostolic. We need to have the whole counsel of God so that we can do the whole will of God this year. My blessing is upon you. I believe that 2021 can be your best year ever. I'm not getting that from the second heaven realm. I'm looking beyond that to the heavenly realm where God lives, where Jesus is at his right hand, and I'm setting my affection on those things, and that's where my attention is, and that's where my eyes are looking. Have the best year ever. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you'd like to connect or find other resources, please visit us at masterkey.guide.